Are you looking to grab some protein after a good workout? Of course, except this time, do it differently. Do not make a shake. Don't eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty. It's tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire, and it goes with you wherever you go. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? He has this fourth grader mentality of like, might is right. And he's like, oh, if you don't say anything, he likes like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. Oh, wait till I see you next time. It's like, eh, you already knocked me out. Like, it can't really get much worse than that. I guess I, you know, I guess you can try to beat me up again if you want to. But it's just such like a fourth grade mentality. Hey now, what's going on? Welcome to episode 170 of the Jim Rohn Podcast. Let me say this right off the very top. Yes, this conversation is with former MMAer Ben Askren. And yes, we are going to talk about an upcoming celebrity boxing match against a YouTube star. And yes, you're wrong if you think that this episode is not fire because it is. Trust me, if combat sports and gimmicks are not your thing, good news, they don't have to be. Ben Askren is one of the best listens you will ever hear anywhere. He is super engaging. He's incredibly honest. He's funny as hell. Believe me when I tell you, you will be wildly entertained from start to finish. We talk about the fight, why he retired, how he turned his most embarrassing moment into his most teachable moment, and he speaks on all of it with crazy candor and humor. There is so much good coming up. Trust me, you do not want to be anywhere else. Episode 170 with Ben Askren starts right now. Ben, first things first, I want to say to you that I'm a big combat sports guy. I grew up on boxing, but I love MMA. I've interviewed countless fighters. Believe it or not, you might not think so, Ben, by looking at me, but I even have dabbled in training briefly. Given all that and the career that you've had, I am stunned that you and I have never come together to chop it up, but I've been looking forward to it for a long, long time. I'm glad we could finally do this. Great to have you here, Ben. How you doing? How are things? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. It's, it's fight week. Uh, I don't have much going on today, so it's, it's nice to hop on the radio and yeah, but I've also been a big fan for a long time, so it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I appreciate that. Now, the fact that, quote, it's going to be fight week. I mean, you did retire from full-time MMA back in 2019. Did you think that somewhere down the road after you made that announcement that there would be another fight week, quote unquote? Uh, well, I said when I retired, I said that I'm open for something fun you know i'll never i'll never do this as a job again uh, but if something comes up i would do it uh, never did i imagine it would be a celebrity boxing match and just like when i retired the first time in, in november of 2017 i said you know i'd come back out to prove i was the best in the world and i didn't know what that would look like i never thought it'd be a trade it's the one and only trade in mixed martial arts history so you never know where the world's going to take you it goes some very interesting places all right, so you had an open mind about this, but the fact of the matter is you were retired and then you had yeah. hip replacement surgery, but yep. man, you were living and you still are a really good life. Like you're a podcaster, you're a wrestling coach, you're a businessman, and then Jake Paul's people approach you. And I'm curious like what your reaction was. Like when that first comes up and you realize they're not just talking shit, like they want to talk business, were you yeah. thinking to yourself, 
Fuck no. I'm a two-time NCAA champ. I'm a former Olympian. And minus one flying knee, I've had this amazing career. This shit is beneath me. Or, Ben, were you thinking, you know what? This might be pretty fun. They're looking to pay me. You know what? I think I'm down. Yeah, no, it's, it was number two for sure. So I guess the, the two thoughts that, that came to my mind were, number one, damn, that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> more, more money than I ever made in another fight. And, you know, I'm, I'm not poor, but... Um, it's definitely a significant amount for me. And then the, the number two thing that came to my head, which, and it's kind of what you said that I would have felt like dummy for turning it down. When I was in high school, me and my friends would like box on Friday nights and we just thought it was a good time. Like we consider that a fun time. So, you know, where would I have come to in my life to where I would turn down a gigantic amount of money for something that I thought was fun 20 years ago? That you did for free. And by the way, even I did that in high school. You're right. There's that yeah. one kid who had the boxing gloves and we would yes. go and we would just get it on. And it was kind of fun. But what's that say about where we are? That literally you've had the career you've had, yet this is going to be the biggest paycheck you've ever gotten for fighting. What do you make of that? That That is, yeah. I mean, that that's very interesting. And I think obviously um, there's a lot of MMA fighters and boxers that are kind of taking offense to that. But at the same time, I think it's it, they need to make recognition of that, especially boxing and mixed martial arts. Um, you know, basketball and football, they're not going to pay someone who's popular on Instagram just because they're popular on Instagram, right? But the way boxing and mixed martial arts work, they are going to. They are because you know what? You can sell pay-per-views, and if you can make them money, they're willing to pay you money. So I, I think that's what it says about those sports. Um, and I guess it's maybe life's not always fair, but you also have to realize that it's not exclusively about the competitive aspect. Right. Like, so, Ben, when you say that they're offended, like the community, the mixed martial arts community, they're offended, offended by what? Offended that they didn't get the opportunity themselves? What are they offended yeah. by? Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly it. Because, you know, I would even make this point when uh, I was when I was fighting actively. It's like you may not like the fact that um, – it's not like, say, wrestling, right? Wrestling has nothing to tell popular, popular you are. There's a bracket. You get put in the bracket. If you win, you move forward. If you win again, you move forward. And, and that's it. There's, there's nothing about popularity to it. But in, in mixed martial arts, specifically, I think boxing is, is similar. But mixed martial arts especially, if you're more popular, you skip, like, two steps every time or three steps every time. Like, you don't have to climb the same ladder that other people do. And then conversely, if you're really boring and no one cares about you, like you got to do like three steps for every one that other people are doing. So let me drop some stats on you. Two out of three men are going to experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. And there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss and Keeps offers both. Let's talk about Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient, virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You do not have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments starting at only $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions. Also, discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you want to act, and you want to act fast. 
If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Rome and get your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Rome and get that first month for free. keeps.com slash Rome. No, I think this is extremely well said by you. It's, hey, man, it's show business. It's entertainment. Just winning is not enough. You have to win a certain way. Like, my guy, I love this guy, and I don't mean this to be disparaging in any way, and I don't want to get back to him that it is, but, like, my guy Chael Sonnen is a good example of that, right? Don't get me wrong. Gladiator, warrior, but my man's about the show, right? He put on a show. Why do you think he got where he got as fast as he got? You have to have skill to back it up, of course, Ben, but how much of his success is about he is a showman? Well, I, correct me if I'm wrong. So I know Chael also. I consider him a friend. Um, I don't think he started being real Chael until a little bit later in his career. Like I don't think he was always like that, like way, way early, say, in the WEC days or early UFC days. And then he just he figured it out. Right. And all of a sudden, yeah, to your point, he fought in like a whole bunch of title fights right in a row and was paid a ton of money because people were very, very interested in watching him fight. Because he sells tickets. All right, Ben, so when when you agreed to do this deal with Jake Paul, like, did you know this dude's deal? In other words, did you know how big of a following he had? And on the flip side, did you know how many people hate this dude's guts and want you to fuck him up? I, so, okay, so uh, part one, I would say I, have, I had some recognition of the fact that him and his brother were really popular, uh, had big followings. I, but part two is, no, I, I had no idea why. I knew nothing about them. And then, so then obviously I didn't recognize people hated him. I mean, I have had more people stop me just on the street and say, Hey Ben, I hate this guy, kill him or some version of that. And then like every fight I've ever done combined, <laughs> it's it's like literally mind blowing. This whole thing, it really is something, man. I got to admit, Ben, like when I first saw it and I didn't really, cause I, I'm kind of like you, I hate to be like, if you think you're a little bit older, I'm older than you. So I don't fully understand these dudes. But before I just decided that, Hey man, this is the stupidest thing ever. I started to look into it. And the more I looked into it, because I know all about you, the, the more interested I became in it, right? Like this yeah. actually is really interesting to me me like you know what jake and his brother i don't know those guys really well but i do know this and i know what they're good at they're good at making money and they're good at getting people to look at them and they do that by talking shit and this guy's been talking a lot of shit i just want to play back one thing to you that i know you've heard but i want to get your reaction to it he said this about you ben what's up you ugly motherfucker you middle-aged dutch woman ugly napoleon dynamite looking at you should stop shaking his camera I know you're probably sitting there right now with your little pedo <laughs> smile, your little big ass ears, your octagon shaped head. You think this is a fucking game. You think this is a fun payday. You think this is a way to get clout. And yeah, you might be right, but I promise, I promise April 17th will be the worst day of your fucking life. Just as I asked Nate Robinson's kids not to watch the fight, I will ask your kids not to do the same. So what is that, Ben? Is that is that funny to you? Is that insulting to you? Like, what's your reaction to that? Um, yeah, I would say s- some mix of of funny and empathetic. Also, um, you know, it's just the fact that he's he's trying to come off as this uh, this really big, tough guy, and it's like th- this is literally what the only thing I've known my whole life, right? I started wrestling at age five, um, and wrestlers now with mixed martial arts have proven to be the toughest people in the world. Um, I, I made it to the top of that world, winning NCAA titles and making the Olympics. And then I went into mixed martial arts for almost a decade. <laughs> and, and same thing is like, these are some of the toughest people in the world. 
And like the fact that Jake Paul thinks he's going to intimidate me is hilarious. And then on top of that, his, and this is kind of like, you said like, why are they popular? And I don't get, I'm older and I don't get it either. I don't find them to be particularly funny or talented in any way, shape or form. I think they're always grabbing like the lowest hanging fruit. And to me, that's, that's kind of pathetic. Like people who I think like, like a chill son, who's a great trash talker. He will say things that maybe you're not expecting, right. Or that you didn't see coming or things that go together really well. And with Jake Paul is just like, like if I was a 13 year old, that's probably what I would say. And, uh, and again, a 13 year old would probably think that's the funniest shit ever and incredibly <laughs> savage and ooh, boom roasted. But Ben, if they're, if they're grabbing at the lowest hanging fruit, are they not seeing you that way? Like, how do you think they view you? I will say this about them. You know, matchmaking goes right. They're not making this fight. If they think their guy's going to get their ass kicked and get embarrassed, Correct. they think they can win. Right. So how's that make you feel? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I can I can also zoom out and go to a 30,000 30, foot lens. And it's like, hey, if, if I wanted to pick someone who could give me some legitimacy, someone who's a real fighter, who would I pick? Well, Ben Askren, he's smaller than me. He's retired. He just has hip surgery sitting on the couch. And he was never known as a good striker in the first place. Like, yeah, that's the guy I'm going to pick. Like, I get it. I totally get it. And um, you know, maybe it's a good strategy on his partner. Maybe I'm just a little better than he's going to expect. And listen, either way, I'm walking away with a big chunk of change. So Monday, my Monday morning, my bank account's going to be a lot larger. And I never told anyone I was a great boxer. I never did that. Right. So to me, this is fun. Like I'm just going to show up. I'm going to box someone like I did all those Friday nights in high school. And I think there's a decent chance I kick his ass. Hey, if he's really good at boxing, maybe it won't go so well for me. And then, you know what? Monday night, I start coaching wrestling again in my academies again, and my life's outstanding. When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you are talking to somebody who is not waiting for their turn to speak. No, they actually want to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Our advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. You know how that is. Like when Nate Robinson went down NBA, the NBA Twitter had an absolute field day. Like he let them. Oh yeah, dude. They it did not go well for Nate. It did not go well for Nate. Like like they like. What I think, does Nate do for a living? I don't. I, is he just retired? Does he not yes, do anything? I yes. Have no idea. Yes. A little bit of this. A little bit of that. But again, you know the, okay. the pride factor. Like he was representing the association. I get the sense that you don't feel like you're representing all of combat sports with this. Like you're representing you. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. I'm representing me. And, you know, again, we, we got that 30,000 foot view. Yeah, I, listen, striking wasn't my thing. I, wa I was viewed as one of someone who really lacked striking. And so to say that, um, you know, that represents mixed martial arts is, is kind of ridiculous. I think it's just something he's trying to, to tell himself. And, you know, the, the, the one laughable line I draw there is like, that's like saying James Tony is an accurate representation of how effective boxing is in mixed martial arts. Do you remember when James Tony fought oh, yes. the one time? Oh yes, I do. He was a tremendous boxer, great boxer, world champion. I think multiple times, but he couldn't fight worth a damn. I mean, the guy got, 
taken down, punched and choked in, I don't know, 60 seconds flat, probably. In fact, it's funny you say that because, and I go way back. I used to interview him back in the day. Once to the point, we we have this famous story. I once had my my now wife, who was my girlfriend, and James Tony, literally in that same studio that you and I have talked about when I was on ESPN2, he yeah. literally is like spitting game in my girlfriend. And I look at this guy, <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, at this point, he is a world champion. I'm like, bro, that's just not right. That's not cool, man. Stop doing that. He's like, yo, man, I came here in a Rolls Royce. I've got diamonds on my hands. You know, she's going to go with the real champ. I'm like, James, look at me, man. That's just fucked up. That's not cool, dude. I mean, like, you and I, we're good. That's not cool. And then years later, we worked that out, and that was fine. That's my sidebar story on him. My question to you, like, if Jake Paul had to fight by your rules, MMA rules, how long would he last? Yeah, that, that's just not competitive. I mean, I was I was 19 and two over the course of a decade or so uh, of mixed martial arts. So yeah, that's not competitive in any way, shape, or form. He was a subpar wrestler in high school, so I guess at least he did wrestle a little bit. He just was wasn't very good at it. Um, so I, you know, I think it's actually kind of fair that that he's choosing something he's worked really hard at for a few years to something that. Uh, was a you know a small part of my arsenal, and now I, I've been working out for eleven weeks. I think that kind of makes it fair. Yeah, I do too. I mean, there's a handicap in here. It's handicapped that way. Listen, I'm not yes. I'm not disrespecting the guy. I'm here to say that I, I think he tries. I think he cares. I think he's got a pretty good group around him. I think he's got some fundamental, pretty good fundamentals. I think he wouldn't last twenty seconds in your world if those were the rules. But then no one's going to pay for that because we know what's going to happen. Let me just ask you this: like when you look at this guy, do you see? Any ability? Do you see punching power? Do you see a guy trying to live that that Spartan life, the gladiator's life? You know, aside from him being a rich guy, or do you yeah. think it's a joke that he sees himself as part of the combat sports community and that he's one of you? Oh, um, I mean, I'm okay with him trying trying to be w- one of us, but at the end of the day, he still he still only has two pro fights, um, and I know they try to sell like I, I almost died laughing when they were trying to say that like. He's just eating chicken and rice. Like that is such a dumb old school boxing mentality. Like I, I just ro- literally rolled my eyes at that. And then him pulling the fire truck again, I roll. Um, so I think they're definitely trying to sell that angle. Um, but it, man, most of the people who fight or, or wrestle at a high level and, you know, I'll just tie all combat sports together. Cause I, I think they do share so many things in common is it's like most of us have been in this for decades right we've been through the ups we've been through the downs we've been through it all and so no you're probably not going to get a whole lot of credit when you're in it for i don't know a a year and a half two years or whatever whatever it is um from real fighters you you got to be in this for a long time to get some real credit so in in a sense what we're talking about is like that i had this conversation with this navy seal on my other podcast chad Wright. he talks about the furnace of adversity the furnace yes. of adversity is that kind of what you're getting at. Unless you grow up with that life, it doesn't matter how long you spar or how you kind of clean up your diet. There's a certain thing that you guys have that the rest of us will never, ever understand, even by stepping into the cage or hitting the mat for the first time. Is that what we're talking about here? Well, I, I don't want to say never. I, I think I think it can be learned, but it's like, who are some of my best friends in the world? Some of my best friends in the world are are the guys that day in and day out I did battle with. I mean, my te- my college teammates, my mixed martial arts teammates, because I've watched them struggle. I watched them go through reversity. I watched them bounce back. I watched them do all those hard things that I did. And that gives you a level of respect for them that doesn't come easily. And so, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think 
you would have to watch someone go through the ups and the downs to really, you know, for, for a fighter to really give them that respect. And I think actually, if you think about, um, some fighters, some of them have gotten the most respect after they bounce back from losses, right? After they struggle and they have the adversity and they find a way to come back, that's actually when they get their most respect. Oh, I think that's so true. I mean, because you never yes. know, right? Until until it happens, you never know how you're going to bounce back. Some guys do, and some guys are never, ever the same after that. And, you know, you want to talk about bouncing back from something. So, like, you and I actually, in a way, have something in common. It What happened to me happened long before there was an internet and social media and things were memeable. But you were on the receiving end of that need from Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Look, that'll happen, all right? That in your In your sport, in your business— Everybody loses. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody, because there's so many different disciplines and there's so many different ways to get beat. And I'm kind of curious about your process from that, because I also was on the receiving end of a quarterback flipping the table. And for a week, that's all anybody talked about. And I got the that Saturday was Night so Live. awesome. I'm glad you that's think so, man. That was like my earliest sports memory. That was that was so tremendous. That, that, that's um, my favorite thing I think anybody's ever told me. That like a lot of guys were like, yeah, man, I remember my dad took me to game seven of the World Series. You're like, dude, that was my earliest sports memory. That quarterback yes. flipping the table on you. That's good. I like that. Uh, and, and Robin Young's 3,000 hit. But I think it was, you know, because and especially now, I think I kind of got it uh, instinctively. But like you, obviously, the goal of what you were doing was to get underneath his skin. No, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I will be very honest with you. That was not the goal. That was not the oh, goal. Oh, really? I, I will tell you exactly what you how. The, I will tell you what happened. That back then, back then, I had a radio show that I did every day before that TV show, and I would be on the radio calling this guy Chris Everett. Keep in mind, I'm younger, I'm brash, I'm talking shit, yeah. I'm just doing it, and nobody had done that before. And so the thinking was, when he ended up booked on the TV show, we made it very clear to him: Rome is not not going to say to your face what he has said about you on the radio, he's going <laughs> to own it. But then we're going to do a really smart interview, and it's going to be a good interview. But don't think that he's not going to talk shit behind your back and not say it to your face. I was not looking for that to happen. I was not looking to get under oh. his skin. I was just trying to be true to myself and not be a punk. My problem yeah. was I said it a few times too many, and he got really angry, and I didn't know he was so angry. But that's the story behind that. I was uh, not looking so to make I a name for myself. I that was like the goal, right? Because no. the goal of a trash talker is to get that rise out of someone, to get someone upset. Um, and so, yeah, if you go back to my George Masvidal thing, it's like, you know, to your point, it does happen. We'll say to everyone except Khabib. I was going right? to say that. Exactly. Everybody loses except Khabib. Right. Except, except Khabib. Um, and you have to accept that it's like, man, it, it was a, it wasn't like I got my ass kicked over 15 minutes. I got one move done to me and there's nothing I can do to change that. Now that's out there. It's out there forever. Uh, and it's just, listen, it's part of what happened to me. It's part of, and, and honestly, I, I use it a lot now when I'm coaching kids, cause a lot of them, they get, uh, they get quite a bit of anxiety around big events and, you know, I was like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? And and now I literally have the worst thing. No one has had as embarrassing of a knockout as I did. And listen, you know what? I'm the same guy the next day. No big deal. I wake up and I move on with my life. You're going to do the same, right? So I, I use that with my athletes a lot. A lot. So now, uh, you know, uh, something that was a really negative moment for me, I've been able to teach, turn into a teachable moment for others. I think it's brilliant. And I think it's not as easy as you make it sound. Maybe simple, but not easy. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant because we've seen how other moments could just absolutely wreck and destroy somebody and they never bounce back from it. Hey, you want to hear something utterly amazing? Discover 
matches all the cash back that you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. That's where. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Hey, listen, you know, once we got to credit the other guy, right? You know that whole thing about yeah. it was a lucky punch. There is no such thing as a lucky punch, right, Ben? If you land it, you get credit yeah. for it, no matter how unorthodox or weird it is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, so in the fair, in, so yes, I, I and that's kind of like, I, you know what, George has annoyed the shit out of me lately, so I finally just said, bro, you got lucky um, to, to antagonize him. Okay, that's not why um, I said that. I want you to be, I want to be clear about that. I'm not calling you out on that. I did not know no, that you no, said that. No, no, it's fine, but, but I didn't say it. I didn't say it forever because to your point, it's mixed martial arts and crazy shit happens. But and, and as much as you could practice that knee, if it, if it lands two inches to the right or two inches to the left, like it probably doesn't really hurt me all that much. You know, it just hit with the very literal perfect spot. Um, but yeah, again, that's that's part of mixed martial arts. It's part of why no one's undefeated and why it's so crazy is because there's so many ways to win and it can happen so quickly. That's it. So why is he under, why is he annoying you now? What's going on specifically? Uh, he just won't get over it. It's like, yeah, George, you, you've been gloating about this for two years. Like, don't you have anything else going on in your life? Like, get, fucking get over it. You know, um, I mean, if you, you want to brag on this one event for the next decade or, or, or what are you going to do with this? And, uh, and that, that's really it. And then the, I guess the second part of that would be, he has this fourth grader mentality of like, might is right. And he's like, Oh, if you don't say anything, he likes like, Oh, I'm going to beat you up. Oh, wait till I see you next time. It's like, eh, you already fucking knocked me out. Like it can't really get much worse than that. I guess I, you know, I guess you can try to beat me up again if you want to. Um, but it's just such like a fourth grade mentality. Uh, dude, you're funny. That's good. I, 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 I look, I'm not going to be disingenuous. I like the guy. I yeah. like you. I like him. This is where we get stuck in the middle of weird things. Like, guys are all different, man. I respect all you guys for what you do. Is it, all right, it's one thing for him to not get over it and to keep talking shit. Do you have any issue with him working with Jake Paul? Oh, no, I don't care about that at all. Yeah. That's that's, that's whatever. Um, so he's got a lot of heat from that, though. I mean, people people are really upset because what you said in the beginning, people freaking hate Jake Paul. It's like, it is mind blowing. I actually kind of think I have an inclination that Jake Paul is playing a character. Um, I don't think there's any way he could really be this hateable. Um, and I don't have any, I have no proof to back up my claims. I just feel like there's a decent chance he's just playing a character. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's a show and you're playing a character and all the world's a stage, I guess in that sense, it's working, right? He's getting paid. Yes. It's working out. So what about like, Ben, if you and you've said this a number of times and you're upfront about this and we know this, like what you did when you fought was amazing. I mean, you were amazing at what you did, man. You want to get it to the mat. That's where you live. That's where you dominate. Stand up was never your game. So I'm curious, what's it been like training for stand up? I mean, you've had a pretty long camp. Is it like, for instance, just another tool that you added to the toolbox? Or do you have to kind of deprogram yourself altogether to get ready for what is essentially almost a different sport? Yeah, no, it's that's so the, the first couple weeks were. Uh, absolutely like deprogramming myself for sure. Um, and just, it was almost like an exploration of why I, why I moved certain ways and why I did things I didn't. And most, most of it was, um, 
most of that was because I was trying to get a takedown afterwards, right? From mixed martial arts. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other things like, uh, I don't know, for example, you would, you would never lead your front leg so far in mixed martial arts because you would get kicked or taken down. You would never have as tilted of a stance because, again, you would get blasted with leg kicks. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, really different. I've, I've always had fun learning new things. So I guess kind of like exploring why people do the things the way they do has been uh has been really good what about the difference in gloves i mean four ounce gloves why not just go out there bare knuckled how different is four ounce gloves as opposed to like 10 ounce gloves um well obviously we spar with headgear on i don't spar without headgear because if you get cut then the right the fight's off or whatever uh but i haven't noticed really um any difference that much i mean obviously a little more padding but not not all that much all right, so what about the game plan? I would imagine, I don't think I need to be a genius to know that probably you want to wear this guy down, drag him out into yep. the deep waters, finish him late. Would that be the plan? Um, or can you not yes. give up your plan? No, that's the plan. No, you, you know, you nailed it, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, get it, get in tight, make it, make it a tough fight. Uh, don't take any big punches early, because I, I do think he's got a little bit of power. He's kind of a big guy. Um, which, you know, Hey, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're a big guy, then you can hit hard most of the time. So no, I, I think you nailed it. I mean, is this like, Ben, do you think that hey, look, a fight's a fight, anything can happen in a fight. Anybody can get hit. Anybody can get hurt. Anybody. I mean, can this guy beat you? And, and are you going to this? Like, look, I'm not losing to a fucking YouTube star. Or are you going to this? Like, Hey, listen, man, this guy is pretty dangerous. I could lose. Uh, I would say, no. So I would say, here's what I would say. Here's how I think. The, the result for me is kind of whatever. I get paid the same amount no matter what. I don't intend to be a boxer. So whether I win or lose, my life looks kind of the same. Um, I'm going to go in there and fight really hard. And if he's, if he's not all that good, I'm probably going to beat him. And if he's really, really good, I might take an ass whooping. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. It, I mean, is it different than any other fight? Like, like, dude, you're a competitive guy. I don't want this. Yeah. I don't want this to come off as like, hey, man, I'm good either way because I'm getting paid. I mean, you're not saying that, are you? Or are you? Um, I'm saying I'm, I'm going to try my hardest to win, but at the end, I'm not a boxer, right? I, I never have been. So it's like, it's not like you're saying, hey, I'm doing mixed martial arts or hey, I'm doing wrestling, something that I would have a lot of pride in because of the amount of effort and amount of time I've spent on those things, which is like, you know, a decade on one and about 15 years on the other. I've, bought, I've been boxing for 11 weeks. And so I have recognition, like when I was at Freddie Roach's, I went in there with a guy who was really, really good. And it's just like, listen, if I had to box this guy, who's really, his name's Gabe Rosado. If I had to box him for real, he's, he's going to fuck me up. You know, <laughs> there's just, they're just not a thing I'm going to do about it because I've only been doing it for a handful of weeks. Right. And so there has to be a recognition of, of what skill level you are. Now, we don't know where Jake's at. So, like I said, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to fight hard. And if he's not that good, which th that, that's probably where I'd guess, right? I'd probably guess, hey, this guy's not very good. If he's not that good, I'm going to kick his ass. Man, if he's a really good boxer, I I'm going to have a long night probably. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. This time, change up. Do not make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Instead, reach for a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is also a family-owned business that takes smoked beef very seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. 
Like, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. It comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper or What's Your Beef. I get this. Freddie Roach, you mentioned. I'm glad you brought him up. Ben, I love Freddie Roach, he's, dude. He's, he's so awesome. Oh, my God. I love this guy. He's one of my favorite guys ever. What was it like to work with him? Oh, it, it was awesome. I mean, just, just kind of like being in his presence, being around him, watching how he works, watching what he does for, you know, I was there for an entire well, six days, so a week. Um, it was just so cool. He's he just so good at what he does, and he loves it. And I actually said the one thing that he really – inspired me to do is you know i coach wrestling academies right now but i do a lot of other things and for him it was like he was just at the gym all day every day and you know you could tell how much he enjoyed it and how at home he felt and that's that's kind of how i feel when i'm coaching wrestling so i said uh i said by the age of 40 i'll be doing nothing but coaching wrestling Mm mm-hmm that was my that was that was his inspiration. That's, that's his thing, man. Freddie, that's his thing, man. That's his thing. Yeah. So let me finally ask you this: like, I I understand what you're saying. You're like, look, I'm not. This is not a YouTube star beating me at MMA. This is what it is. It's a show. Yeah. I'm gonna give it my best. I'm gonna get paid money, and then the personal thing. You, you, I mean, you're good like this. You roll like this. You roll pretty well. You let stuff go off the back roll off your back. But let me just ask you this: when he yeah. brushed his face, or when you brushed his face at the pre-fight. Yeah get together and he shoved you from behind was there any part of you that wanted to take him down and beat his ass right there the way you handle stuff no you know what it, it was the so listen i didn't intend to face palm i saw him coming at me i stuck my hand out but then at the end of the day it was kind of like the the perfect reaction it's kind of like actually what i what i brought up that i thought you were doing to chris everett was that like i antagonized him to the place where he lost his goddamn mind you know i mean the guy like flipped out and he looked like a freaking idiot and so yeah i'm under his skin and that's kind of anytime you go into a fight or a wrestling match and i've kind of always been this way it's like you want to get under someone's skin because you don't want someone who's cool calm collected and, and ready to f- fight their best fight you want someone who is uh high anxiety high energy wants to wants to try to kill you because most of those times those people Number one, they run out of energy really quick. Number two, they make a lot of really stupid mistakes because they're overzealous. And so that's kind of like where I wanted him. In a, it's right. In other words, ask Jose Aldo, who came running across the ring. That's got, a great example. He right got there. cold cocked, right? Because Connor had been under his skin and in, in, in his head for yes. that whole time. And for the first time in a decade, this guy not only got beat, he got knocked the hell out for that reason. That, 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 that's a, I mean, that's literally a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm into this, man. I can't wait. I, I am really, <laughs> really interested. Ben, how, how you and I went this far without connecting, I don't know. And isn't it amazing that it took a YouTube boxing match for oh it to happen, God. man? But I'm so glad we finally did. Listen, good luck this weekend. If, for those who want to watch, how do they find it and how do they watch? Uh, it's trollerfightclub.com. Uh, it's a pay-per-view, so you can get it Saturday night and, yeah, it's it's going to be a great time. I'm really excited, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think it is going to be a fun time, and we will see what happens. No matter what happens, though, Ben, let's make sure you and I talk again soon. Really good to have you on the pod. Thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend. Got it. Appreciate it, Jim. Have a great day.
awesome. Absolutely lived up to the hype. Big shout out to Ben Askren for his time, his insight, and for all the laughs. Man, what a damn good conversation that was. I hate to say I told you so, but... I told you so. Make sure to subscribe to the pod while you're here so you never miss another episode. And keep it locked to my Twitter and Instagram feeds because I post other projects there as well. I'm at Jim Rome, at Jim Rome on both platforms. I'm back next week with episode 171. But until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. Hey, Jim, I know uh, you probably heard that Disney is working on a licensing deal with the Astros for their new mascot, Oscar the Grass. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Vance Mac? Brady in Rochester. Let me know if you need any ketchup packets. My fridge is overflowing with them. Whenever I call and order food from a restaurant, I try to tell them that I actually have ketchup and silverware at my house, but inevitably I end up with packets and plastic in the bag with my takeout order. If you need some... I'll send them to you. See you. Message deleted. Next message. Jimmo's, what's up? It's Dr. Dave. You know, it's great to see that there's an addition into the pantheon of flameouts, including me now with Gavin in it. That dude was fucking terrible on Thursday. That call was about as on par with probably my, the one that we made a Christmas song out of. A little advice for you, Gavin. Unless you have some name recognition like Silk Bra. You might want to move all your personal information, including your entire length of your last name and your website, off of your Twitter page. You're going to probably get a lot of hell on your personal page. Also, you know, fuckers, get your fucking COVID vaccine. It's, it's enough time already. Let's get this shit over with. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim. Rick from Buffalo. Just commenting on the Galvin Cone call. Galvin, you keep going, brother. I'll tell you, for 16 years old, you're pretty impressive. I couldn't even spell my name at 16 because it has five letters, and they're not in order. And the last one's a dot. Where the hell did that come from? You keep going. Don't ever back down, brother. I got six years old that are striving to be like you. I'm trying to teach them everything I can, and someday at 16, they may be able to pick up a phone call and dial it. Peace out. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Rome? Justin in Green Bay. Man, that was brutal listening to you go in on Gavin. Ugh. I know you're just being fair, and you got to do what you got to do, but that was brutal. Peace, brah. Message saved. Next message. Hey, JR, Steve from Bugaha. Barry Alvarez, retired from Wisconsin AD. How about Jim Rome as the next AD? Go, Badgers. On Wisconsin. See you, Romy. Message saved. You have no more messages.